Thanks for tuning in today on Educated Fam. My name is Pablo. And I'm Gerald. And what's up, man? How you been? Well, I'm shocked right now because you started it different than normal. Thanks for tuning in. Damn. Yeah, fuck it. We're yeah, evolving, dude. bro. You got to let the people know, you know? Got to appreciate them. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay. I get it. That was cool. That was cool. I've always thought, like, I wonder when Pablo's going to throw a curveball at me. You know, hit me with, like, a, how you doing, folks? Some bullshit at the beginning. I'm going to yeah, be like, yeah. I'm going to be so stunned I can't say anything. No, I'm going to do it every week. Something different? Yeah. I don't think there's that many greetings. Like maybe like eight, Shit. eight or eight or I'll nine. I'll do it in Spanish. I'll do it in Portuguese. Whatever. You know Portuguese? No, I'll fucking learn. But yeah, man, it's just like slurred Spanish. It is, yeah. I'm but if you guys didn't hear, we were on another podcast this last week. Hopefully, you guys checked it out. If you didn't, you can look up Surface Wave Podcast anywhere you find podcasts. Pretty fun episode to be on. It was cool to be on another uh, podcast. What'd you think of it, Gerald? It's weird when you use my name. No, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> it was cool as fuck. Um, What'd you think of it, cuz? They, they made us feel kind of, it made me feel kind of like, damn, bro, these guys got some fucking heavy-duty equipment. Like, you look at that, we were in the uh, their little studio that they got. Like, there was, was there like four or five screens in front of us? Yeah, it was dope as fuck, like, dude. And then a computer, and then there's a computer to the side, and then they have like four different like DSLR cameras pointing at everybody. I was like, damn. It was dope, bro. I just wish that they like could make those lights not be hot as fuck because they got us sweating in that motherfucker. I think it was just because I was in there too, you know, because like. Well, it's because there was like five people in there. Body mass in there. It was dope though. Yeah, it was but cool. Yeah. It was cool seeing how like how, how something, something like that's produced, how know? it can become. Because yeah. we do our shit easily, like the cheapest out of anybody. We bought cheap ass mics that work good. Like we looked for the best cheap mic we could. We fucking. Just plug and play into a computer and that's it. And for them, it looks like it's like a lot more work. Like they actually like tune their shit up really well. And we're like, we're raw as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we only have one angle here. Yeah. We, we got There's straight. Multiple angles, yeah. We got straight and then zoomed in on straight and then sometimes zoomed out on straight. Here's a good, yeah. We were super straight here. Super straight, bro. Fuck. Like just up front. Yeah. I've Sorry. been chilling this Sorry, week Larissa. though, bro. I fucking. Oh. Oh, I'm fucking yawning right now. Fucking early, dude. I fucking stayed up so late because of daylight savings. I was like, oh, yeah, extra, extra hour. And then I just kind of wasted that extra hour watching YouTube. I didn't even get the extra sleep like everybody's supposed to get, you know? Yeah, not me. I watched the fights, and then I was fucking out. Yeah, so it was but pretty. my kids were up like, they're usually up at 6. Today they were up at 5. Damn. Yeah. I fucking, I've been covering this guy's shifts at work all week, right? So they moved my whole schedule around because his uh, he had like a death in the family, uh-huh. and I'm the only person that could cover like his certain time. So they they kind of moved me into his schedule. So I've been getting used to that for this week, and then fucking I got off at like two two thirty on Saturday. God, it fucking sucked, bro. I got off. I'm sit. I sat in the parking lot for thirty minutes, thirty five minutes, because the line of cars was so long that I couldn't leave. Like, even if the cars would make a little break for me to, like, turn out, I couldn't because behind those cars was another six cars. So there was no way for me to get anywhere except to the another parking spot. So I literally waited 30 minutes until they fucking made it all the way through the drive-thru, and I finally got out of that bitch. And one kid that... <laughs> that <fucking> one, <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. And one kid who got off at the same time as me, 
he uh he turned into the drive through and he like was he like went through the cars and uh he got out and when we got to the stoplight i was right behind him <laughs> i was like damn bro you went through that whole thing and i just sat there well, at least you're moving in his case. You know? Yeah, yeah. There's frustration, bro. I just started watching um, King of the Hill on my phone. Uh-huh. I had the same fucking experience the other day, too. I went to Jack in the Box. There was three fucking cars in the drive-thru of Jack in the Box, bro. Three fucking cars. And I watched a whole episode of King of the Hill and some waiting for my food. And I was like the second car. Jesus. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Because... Even, I know everybody's short-staffed, blah, 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 work. People don't want to go back to work. But it cannot take that long to make me a fucking hamburger, bro. I was about to say like, that, Like, walk too. it out to me, you know? Because, <laughs> uh, so we were doing this thing where we were going out to eat to Denny's, like, every Friday just to do a family thing. And I've been getting some shitty fucking service, dude. And I feel bad because I know they're understaffed and shit. But when I'm watching, like, another waitress just kind of fucking around, like, <laughs> yeah. gagging and shit, I'm like... Why did it take a fucking hour for me to get my food? No, yeah, it was bullshit, bro. I went, I got up to the window too, and uh, I was like, I hope this dude like slides me like two extra tacos or some fries they or something. Shit, right? They don't do shit. No, it's just like, sorry for the wait. And then it's not, it's Jack in the Box, right? So it's not like a Chick Fil A where they're gonna be like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, sir. Here's like a free coupon. It's more like, sorry, and then hands you your shit. <laughs> yeah, move the move along, sir. Move along. Yeah, that sucks. Shit like that. Other than that, I'm pretty good, man. I've been kicking, just chilling, kicking it. Right on, man. Yeah, yeah. Right after we did the podcast last week, I ended up going to the emergency room because my son swallowed a magnet. Yep. That shit was crazy. Um, so he's a little quick, man, because my wife was just, she had him by one, one side of the hands or whatever. They walked by like a dresser and he just like swooped it up with the other hand and shoved it in his mouth. And I guess my wife's like alarmment, like alarmed him because when she went to go like try to swipe it out of his mouth, he fucking swallowed it. So uh, they took an x-ray and we weren't sure how many he ate because it was so quick. We didn't know how many were on the counter. And uh, so they took x-rays. They couldn't tell either, but they're like, oh, if there's one, he'll be fine. But if there's two, there could be a problem and we don't want to have it escalate or whatever. So. Yeah, uh, he ended up getting like a emergency endoscopy, which is like they stick that thing in your ass. They stick like a tube down your throat. Oh, so one that goes down your throat. Yeah, yeah. And so, then they just pull it out, right? It's got like so clamps they put him to shit. sleep. Yeah, it's got like a camera and clamps, and uh, yeah, it turned out to just be one. But his fucking stomach acid took off like this paint coating that was on it that was like chrome. It was fucking weird, but yeah, no, he's fine. Like. He was out that same night. We were probably there like a total of five hours. And uh, that shit's crazy. Do you think your um, kid wouldn't have like reacted and like swallowed it so bad if your wife like slowly, calmly tried to take it out of his mouth? Or do you think her freaking out kind of he was like, fuck this. And they just swallowed it. I don't know. Because <laughs> little kids swallow shit anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, it's hard to say, really, because even after that, like he tried to eat another tried one. To <laughs> grab- no, because we threw all the magnets out because. The doctor told us that the two most dangerous things for a baby to swallow is magnets and then fucking those round batteries that are like. In oh, like clock, ba- like watch shit. batteries and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because she said that within 30 minutes will burn through their stomach and they're fucking dead pretty much. Oh, damn. Um, So she was like, yeah, when you guys get home, just make sure you throw away all the magnets. But I have like these round like fidget toy magnet things. Oh, yeah. 
and he grabbed one the other day and he was quick about it. He's like, boom. And then my, my mom was like, hey, no. And he's like, oh. But she like was able to smack it out of his hand in time. But yeah, man, he's just like at that age where he's just trying to put everything. That was Halloween, right? Because we did that podcast on Halloween. Yeah, it was exactly on Halloween. So your other kids still went trick-or-treating? Yeah, I called my brother up. I was like, hey, I had an emergency. I had to go to the ER. Can you go take my kids trick-or-treating? So he went out. Shout out to him. And uh, took them trick-or-treating and shit. That's dope. Yeah. So they didn't even freak. They didn't even know what was going on. They just got back home. They're like, hey, no, our yeah, parents are home. They definitely <laughs> knew what was going on because it was after they got home from school. Well, they didn't even go to school that day, actually. Um, that was Sunday. Yeah, they knew because my wife was like in a panic and um, we're like, oh, we have to go to the emergency room. And I called them later on and I was like, hey, your uncle's going to take you trick or treating or whatever. But yeah, man, that was my fucking week last week. And uh, it was scary, to be honest, because like they took my son awake from us because we couldn't be there while they're putting him to sleep. Right. And, and I just hear him you. crying and shit. And I'm like, fuck, man, that fucking sucks. And then, uh, Next thing I see him is in a fucking bed, like half passed out, like trying to wake up and shit. So, yeah. But it wasn't, it was like one of those surgeries with like little to no risk, right? They just said like as long as they get it. Well, so like they didn't cut him open or nothing. 12 to 24 hours before you eat, which is a big risk going under anesthesia because you can vomit and that shit can get into your lungs and you get pneumonia and shit. So that was like the biggest risk because he had eaten at three and the operation was like at eight. Mm. So... So that was one of the risks, and uh, but yeah, I mean it was pretty low risk because overall he's healthy. It they didn't have to cut anything. So. Plus it was quick as fuck, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean from the time that they took him from us to when we got him back was probably an hour or two at the most. Um, but yeah, nice. man, they had to call all those people in. I feel bad. Did you get ambulance transported his ass to the kids' hospital? No, no. Which is was it was weird. I don't know if it's because it wasn't an emergency or something. Oh, they, they were just like, hey, drive down to the other hospital. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, you can just drive him down. <laughs> but my sister-in-law's daughter has like been transported by ambulance twice, so I don't know what the fuck. Really? What's wrong with that kid? Uh, she had like pneumonia. She's had pneumonia twice. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they transferred her through ambulance I've never twice. really was sure what the fuck pneumonia is. Because you know how like your parents, they'll be like, it's cold outside. You'll catch pneumonia. Yeah, yeah. They they say that shit, and then in my head, I'm just like, so what's pneumonia? Like a hard, like a worse version of like a cold. Fuck. Because no, I know it. I know. Do you know like, what it is now? I I have a basic idea of what it is, but I don't know how you get it because they would always tell you that, right? Fucking hey, you're playing in the snow, or like don't get your don't be like all wet and stay outside like in the rain and shit. They'd be like, you'll catch pneumonia, and it's like, how the fuck do I catch pneumonia? Pneumonia is like really getting wet water in your lungs, basically, and they like. I think it turns into like a bacteria or something. So is that just some scare tactic shit when they were like, don't play in the rain or you're getting pneumonia? No, because can, or can you get it? Can, I think a cold can cause pneumonia because you get like congested and shit. Oh, yeah. It's like basically getting something into your lungs. So like if you have more mucus and shit and it gets into your lungs. All right. Well, we got yeah. the fucking uneducated duo podcast trying to teach about pneumonia. Yeah, I don't fucking <laughs> know, dude. I just we're know. not sure, but we know what's out there. I just know pneumonia is bad. Yeah. And it's a risk. All right, well, we start all our episodes with a one gotta go. And this week's one gotta go, we're doing Adam Sandler movies. And we picked four of his older movies that are like his like classic Adam Sandler movies. Because fuck, dude's got a repertoire of like 50 motherfucking movies. It's hard to choose because, I don't know, I've seen like most. And I like a lot of them. I don't like a bunch of them. So we just went with four that are like so well known that if you don't know these, you fucking live under a rock and you're a piece of shit. No offense. <laughs> I don't think you're a piece of shit, but yeah, I mean, you should know these for sure. 
All right, before we're going with our uh, Big Daddy, Mr. Deeds, The Water Boy, and Happy Gilmore. Yeah, man, fuck. This is when he's like young. Like I think this is like right when he's like actually becoming a big ass star, right? Yeah, yeah. Most all these are when he was way younger, because now he's doing some weird sh- Netflix shit. But um, yeah, man. I'll I'll go first on this one. All right, go for so it. So my number one has got to be Big Daddy. Oh yeah. Um, it's the first Adam Sandler movie that I ever remember watching. And is it? Yeah, yeah. That I remember watching. F- I can't honestly even remember which one I watched first. Yeah, I'm I'm a hundred percent positive that that's number one because I'm pretty sure we had a VHS <laughs> of it. But yeah, it's number one because um, it was my introduction to Adam Sandler, man. So I have to give it up to this movie. It's really funny. Um, basically, if you haven't watched it, spoiler alert, he's like this bum guy that had like some sort of lawsuit. So he got into a bunch of money. So he's just basically bumming his days away, working like half-ass jobs and shit. And uh, He's like a rich kid bum because his parents have money. Yeah, his, parent, his dad's a lawyer and shit. But um, he ends up... He has a roommate, basically, and then some kid shows up on his doorstep one day. His roommate went on a business trip, and uh, they're like, oh, this is uh, your roommate's kid or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he's not here. He's like, all right, well, I'll have to take him back, I guess. He's like, no, 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 I'll just keep him or whatever, you know? It's basically just their wacky adventures as he, like, gets to know this kid and yeah, like, falls yeah. in love with him, wants to be his like, dad. And he also, like, fakes to be the friend or whatever, uh, the roommate. But, uh, yeah, they get into all this shit, like, um, the kid doesn't want to listen. He's just acting really bad. And then he's like, oh man, I'm a shitty father. I got to fucking step this shit up. Yeah. There's and a moment where he does step it up. Shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall it's just like super funny. He teaches the kid that if you got to go piss and they don't let you piss in the restaurant, piss on their wall. <laughs> you know, that's fucking Zach and Cody from the sweet life. I did. I didn't know until later on, man. Oh, and you they didn't both were in that movie. They're both in it. Yeah. yeah cause yeah. twins, cause twins in the industry can like. Work Switch. longer because you can switch them. Yeah, yeah. So I, that was crazy when I found out later on. And I actually found that out as an adult after I watched The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Oh, okay. I figured it out back then because... Well, not back then, back then. Probably like around the same time like Sweet Life of Zack and Cody stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because I knew that they were also in Friends. Like they were Ross's son in Friends. Oh, okay. And they would alternate there. Oh, really? Weird, man. Yeah. I. Uh, or maybe it was one of them, but how the fuck can I tell they're twins? Yeah, it's hard to tell. <laughs> And in that movie, it's weird. You have no idea they switch because obviously they're identical twins or whatever. All right, so you're taking Big Daddy number one? Big Daddy number one, yeah, based on the fact that it introduced me to Adam Sandler. I'm not mad at that pick. I'm not mad at that pick. For me, number one on this list is uh, Mr. Deeds, bro. Mr. Deeds is so fucking good. I think Adam Sandler's in his pocket, like, in this era when he's making these movies. There's, like, maybe six or seven or, like, eight where, like, Motherfucker had no misses. It was like hit, 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 hit. And then slight downhills and then hits and then downhills and hits. But for the most part, these that era, he's fucking like throwing out bangers, right? And Mr. Deeds, something about it, man. It's it's so outrageously stupid. Motherfucker just, all of a sudden, you're a billionaire. And it's not like a normal ass, oh, you made a billion dollars. They're like, you're worth 40 fucking billion. And he's so small town that he's like... Cool. Yeah, yeah. I like how he's so humble about it. Like, they they make his ass seem like, I don't give a shit about money. Yeah, yeah. Like, he doesn't care about money at all. Even when he has the money, he's fucking 
giving waiters big ass tips. He's like Mr. Beast before Mr. Beast. You know, he gets it and he's like doing all this shit, but without the clout. He get he he tipped fucking people ten thousand dollars just because. <laughs> he fucking hanged out with he hangs out with like rich ass people just to do sh- bullshit. You know. Pays like ten G's for a bike. <laughs> yeah, that makes him cool as fuck. I think it's dope because if I ever pictured myself with forty billion dollars, I would probably be like that. Like I'd have my shit for sure. I'd have my shit secure, my my family and shit. But I'd also be like, oh, I'm going downtown. I see some kid riding a longboard. I'm like, yo, bro, let me get that. And then he'd be like, no. And I'd be like, all right, here's five G's, bro. Fucking hand him five G's and just take the board and ride. You know, like it's a way of kind of giving back without. Obviously, it's not like, oh, I have a fucking charity. But it's like if I see someone and I think I can do something, then I will. Plus, I've got the fucking money. And, you know, it feels more free than the way people do it right now. Like he just kind of throws his, distributes his money to whoever the fuck he wants as much as he wants whenever he wants with like no care in the world. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, personally, if I came into that much money, I'd be, like, shit in my pants, like, living, like, a playboy life, you know? He's also got the meta, man. I, my, <laughs> It's stupid, but my favorite thing from the movie is that he's got the Hawaiian punch drinking fountain. Yeah, yeah. And, like, his house. I would have one of those for sure, but, like, it's evolved now, right? I wouldn't have a drinking fountain, obviously. I'd have, like, the machine that you get at, like, Burger King or Jack in the Box that, like, has all the thousands of sodas in it. Yeah, yeah. I'd have that and then just have my waiters, like, refill it at all times. Yeah, kind of a funny side note. I don't know if you know that David Dobrik has a Hawaiian punch fountain in his house. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That's fucking dope. And I'm pretty sure it's from this movie. Oh, where he got the idea? Yeah, yeah, because that's fucking crazy. It's got to be. David Dobrik is one of those dudes that came to America and, like, learned american culture and english from like tv that's why he's that's why he's like obsessed with like drake and josh you know and that's what that's that's just how it is for like immigrant people you come here and you learn i don't know if he learned the language that way but you learn like how america lives through tv and then you end up with that being like the kind of shit you want to do or want to have and stuff like that yeah yeah but i'm taking mr deeds number one i think it's dope plus he looks out for everybody man he buys them all dope ass like Mustangs, no, 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 he buys like Porsches or something. It's like oh, was uh, it Porsches? it's a Lamborghinis or Porsches. Like it's like a high end fucking car for yeah, the whole town. That shit was funny, and then he crashes it. Yeah, then he crashes. So yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Mr. D's number one. Right on, man. So for my number two, I'm gonna go with the Water Boy. All right, the Water Boy is just so iconic. I feel like there's a lot going on in the movie, but. It's not so much where like it's hard to follow, obviously, because it's a simple movie. It's simple. Yeah, it's simple as fuck. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's like basically this kid who's been a water boy for a football team since he was a little kid, and he has some sort of mental delay, so he ends up being the water boy all through like adulthood too. Feels like a dumber version of like Forrest Gump to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I fucking exactly. watch it. Um, but I really fucked with this movie. <laughs> Just I think mainly because it was like a football movie, yeah. but, like a comedy football movie. Um. Because there was, a, I mean, Adam Sandler's comedy is like so, the way for me to explain it is like it's so over-exaggerated that it's like good and believable. I don't know. It's weird. Maybe that's just myself and my opinion or whatever. But um, there's a lot of good parts in this movie where like he loves his mama and his mama's always right. Um, there's a part where like they're asking about the medulla oblongata and he's like, oh, alligators have all those teeth because 
Because yeah. his mama said so. Yeah, because his mama said so or whatever. I don't know. Just he does have a reason, but then he's all, they're like, how do you know that? And he's like, my mama said, or my mama yeah, told yeah. me. Basically, anything his mom says is like, she's like God to him. No, no, no. So it's wrong because the, the professor was like, oh, the medulla goblin god is what controls their anger or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, my mama said alligators are so ornery because they got all them teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> Some <laughs> so bullshit, just a like. bunch of bullshit like that. It was so funny. Um. I think it's funny as hell, too, that he rides a tractor to school and shit, and then he gets, like, this punk rock girlfriend, and she tunes that shit up to go faster. You know why people hate Adam Sandler nowadays is because he tends to play the same characters he's always played, but I think he's had some fucking good dramatic roles. Like, people aren't giving him credit for, like, Spanglish or, like, Uncut Gems, where he's, like, playing, like, a different type of character where he's really serious or he's really emotional. Yeah, I don't know. Because his comedy is all the same. I mean, to a point I see it, but it's hard for me to uh, like put all the movies together. Because when I watch them, I see separate characters. I don't see the same character. Um, because like in The Waterboy, he was like super dumb, right? But in Mr. Deeds, he wasn't dumb. He was just like a kind person, you know? But you can, Which always, made him, like, but you can always see that he does the like the yells in his comedy. He'll, he'll, like, he'll get really mad and yell something really loud. And then... Every movie, I think the first like six movies all have the fight scene. They all have Rob Schneider going, you can do it. You know, like it's a really scripted, not scripted, but a really compact formula he uses. And a lot of people hate it. I think it's just a style. Yeah. They're haters. And I though. fuck with that style. I think they're haters because if it's funny the first time and it works in the rest of the movies, like who cares? You know, that's how music fucking works. That's why people listen to certain artists because they have their style and that's what they fucking do. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's Adam Sandler's style so I can see how it can annoy people. But for me, I appreciate it. I like it. Um, I don't really blend the characters that he plays, but I can see how they have similarities. Um, but Waterboy is going to go off for me. Number two, because it's a football movie. It's funny as fuck. And, uh, all that Louisiana Bayou shit was cool to me too. Like them eating alligator and fucking snake and shit. And uh, yeah, just overall a funny movie. All right, so Waterboy number two? Yeah. All right, I'm going to go with my number two. I'm going to go with Big Daddy number two. It's an easy as fuck pick for me. Um, multiple reasons. Obviously, the movie's really good and it's like emotional and funny as fuck. It was also, like, me and my sister's favorite movie for a long time. Like, me and my sister would watch it all the time. I think we owned it, or we owned the DVD. I don't fucking remember, but for sure it used to come on, like, USA Network all the fucking time. You know how they yeah. always have, like, that movie that plays for, like, three hours because of all the damn commercials? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it was always ba uh, Big Daddy by Adam Sandler or Mr. Deeds. So those two I've seen, like, a hundred more times than probably any other Adam Sandler movies I've ever seen in my life. So they're really ingrained. And Big Daddy's just so fucking dope. Like, just the whole story is cool. Plus, it's got moments that I can quote. And that's how I know I like a movie. Like, if I can immediately think of a funny-ass thing from a movie, like, multiple times, then I know that movie really hit for me. Like, when they're reading out the words and he's like, hip, hip-hop, hip-hop anonymous? And they're like, no. And he's like, you gave him all the easy ones! And he's all fucking pissed off because he couldn't read hippopotamus. Like... That shit is funny as fuck, bro. And it's like... Yeah. I, I know he uses the same people, but that's just because he's dope. Like, if I was a movie star like him, I would bring my homies with me, and my homies would be in all my movies. Because I'm not trying to set up random-ass people. I'm trying to have my people in my shit. 
I think I think you're right though. That that's what makes a movie, you know, memorable scenes because just as you were saying that, I was thinking about the scene with the with him as well where he's like, Hey, I know you. I deliver two pieces of cheesecake to your house every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just shit well, like that. It's those little nuances, you know. Yeah, yeah. Plus that's his like mark. I know there's movies where he kinda loses it, like Jack and Jill's fucking garbage as fuck. Yeah, yeah. But he's dope and it works. Plus people don't give him fucking credit for like the the emotional shit he does like the the other roles he's done where he actually plays like deep characters so i'm taking big daddy number two i fucking love that movie it's so good it's honestly like one of those movies i'd probably put like in my legendary comedic movies like i've seen it so much and i love it so much that i could probably watch that on repeat like 50 times and not not even give a shit it's kind of like friends or the office for me where like i could play that in the background and then just tune in when I know I'm going to laugh and I'll still laugh. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I fuck with that. So for me, I got Mr. Deeds left and happy Gilmore. Right. And this is a very, very easy option for me. I'm going to be honest. Uh Um, I wouldn't say like super easy. It's just that I've seen one more than the other. And that's my main thing. So I'm going to go with Mr. Deeds. I'm getting rid of Happy Gilmore. Oh, yeah. Because Mr. Deeds, I've probably seen 20 times more than Happy Gilmore. I think I've seen Happy Gilmore less than... Yeah, man, but now you're a golfer. Yeah, yeah, which... (laughs) I mean, I haven't watched that movie. You're living the life now, bro. You got to be a part of the movement. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if it'll teach me much, (laughs) but I guess it would be fun to watch again. But uh, Mr. Deeds is just so legendary, man. Like, there's just so much... I don't know if I want to say depth, but there's just so much to that movie where, like, he gets the money. This girl's trying to do a report on him. She ends up falling in love with him. Turns out he's a really good guy. It's a rom-com, right? Is that considered a, it's considered a rom-com? I, I would consider it that, yeah, because, I mean, it starts off as her just kind of like, this guy's a jackass. We're just going to try to get a story off of him. And then she, like, falls in love with him, goes to the fucking I feel town. like for a long time, like, rom-coms were, like, designated as, like, chick flicks like people would be like oh if it's like a rom-com it's kind of for girls yeah yeah but rom-coms are like the funniest fucking movies bro i think this one like really borders that though because like they're so good like you can think of like um i don't know if you've seen these movies but like failure to launch with matthew mcconaughey is like a rom-com i've never seen um there's a bunch of rom-coms with uh, Reese Witherspoon that are fucking hilarious. I'd probably say that uh, Fifty First Dates is a Fifty First. yeah like yeah. rom-coms are fucking funny because the relationship is hilarious yeah, yeah. It. I mean, I would definitely say Mr. Deeds is more of a com-rom. <laughs> com, com-rom, yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because it's a comedy more, comedy more than, than it's a romance movie. But uh, it definitely has the romance part to it. Um, I also thought it was funny as fuck when she goes to that small little town and they find her fucking fake house. And then she goes into like a bar there or a restaurant. She's like, don't you guys remember me? They're like, no, we don't remember your ass. Yeah, you know? I'm pretty sure she says she's like Dr. Pepper's son or some <laughs> shit, or daughter. Yeah. Who's that? But yeah, um, just overall, I think Mr. Deeds is a great movie. Um, and the comedy just hits you right away. You know, when his uncle dies and he fucking has a funeral and he opens that shit up and he just pops up all frozen and shit. Like, just so much, so much greatness. Um, Happy Gilmore. Unfortunately, I've seen it only a handful of times, so... It's hard for me to uh, remember anything? remember really a lot of it, but uh, I just remember his swing for sure because it was crazy. 
and then how he's always trying to fight and shit on the course. All right, so you get that's you get getting rid of Happy Gilmore. Yeah, so I'm getting rid of Happy Gilmore. I'm keeping Mr. Deeds and uh, yeah. Okay, I got Happy Gilmore and the Water Boy left, right? And for me, it's easy as fuck too. And I'm getting rid of Water Boy. Shit. I just I don't know. It's too too weird South Country for me. Like I like the movie, but it's not one that I will seek out like if, if the water boys on tv i'll watch it and if it like pops up on netflix every six months or some shit i'll watch it once but that's it like i'm never gonna search it out that much but happy gilmore has some of my favorite fucking adam sandler scenes ever because the motherfucker throws hands with bob barker like uh who, bob barker he's the price is right right yeah 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 he, i think he's the price is right guy fucking throws hands with bob barker dude it's such a dope scene and they're like fucking actually fight it out and then he uh he kills an alligator in that shit because like the alligator took his golf his uh golf teacher's hand Chubb's hand one time and he's like oh you took Chubb's hand and like fucking wrestles an alligator. I just think Happy Gilmore out of all of these like Mr. Big Daddy's a little more toned down. It's it's got more real themes. Mr. Deeds is kind of crazy, but it's also more toned down. Waterboy and Happy Gilmore on this list I would say are the ones that are way more outrageous. Like the character's just so crazy. Because in, in Happy Gilmore, he's got, like, anger problems. And he's, like, a fucking crazy hockey player. And then Waterboy is, like... Severely delayed. Yeah, 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 like, super delayed football player. But I'm just taking Happy Gilmore because I enjoy the movie more. And I have been playing golf more lately. So it makes me... I get slightly more interested in shit like that. Because I don't know if anybody's ever seen this. When I was a kid, and we talked about it, like first 30 episodes i think there's a movie called the greatest game ever played yeah where uh, shia labeouf plays golf and like they show how golf became big in like his little area in the u.s and the first like american to beat a british dude and whatever but that movie was so good that when i watched it i wanted to play golf and happy gilmore is so funny that when i first watched it i was all like i kind of want to try golf so when something can inspire me to do something or at least want to do something, then I feel like it's probably doing its job and I enjoy it a lot. Because, like, Waterboy is funny as fuck, but I still don't really want to play football. <laughs> Happy Gilmore is, like, funny as fuck, and I kind of want to try golf. Like, maybe I'm going to beat the shit out of, like, Steve Harvey one day out on the course. I want to be like, I saw that Family Feud episode, bro, and then punch him in the face. <laughs> Even though I think Steve Harvey's probably, like, 6'2 and way bigger than me. Yeah, he'd probably fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, he'd probably beat my ass. He's got, he's got like bald man powers. You know, he's gonna headbutt me and fucking bash my face open. So I'm taking Happy Gilmore. Um, I would love to have that hockey stick from the movie, like the hockey stick putter that he has. I think that'd be fucking dope. That's just a flex. Like if I go golf with my friends and I pull out a hockey stick that's converted into a putter, we're getting kicked off cause, the course, cause, man. Because for, for some reason, no, I think the golf people would appreciate it. I don't think so. Yeah, man, because they've probably seen the movie. <laughs> but but for some reason, like, all my friends are all, like, addicted to putters. Like, we go golf, and they're like, I don't know, this putter's better than that putter, or this putter's this, that putter, that putter, this. Everybody's got, we have, like, seven fucking putters. And I just use the basic-ass mini golf one. So, like, if I came through with the hockey stick, bro, I'd be like, fuck yeah, you see this shit right here? I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> That's fucking dope. No, well, his is, it's like a special made. Like, it's a real putter. It's just, like, hockey stick shaped. Yeah, yeah. That'd be sick as fuck. So, I'm taking, I'm taking that one. I'm taking Happy Gilmore over Waterboy. All right, man. So my list was uh, I went Big Daddy, Waterboy, Mr. Deeds. Happy Gilmore's out of there. And I went Mr. Deeds, Big Daddy, Happy Gilmore, got rid of Waterboy. Yeah, which all these are great movies. I'm sure if I rewatched Happy Gilmore, I'd be like, 
McFarlanding it up. They're <laughs> like all funny, dude. They're all now. funny, yeah. But yeah, that was the, that was our one gotta go. Today. Dude couldn't miss for a long time. Then he started missing, and then, but then at the same time, you can't expect an actor to do nothing but hits all the fucking time. People are in bad movies all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to catch. Hard to catch bad movies. It's hard to catch good ones nowadays. Like that, actually, like I'm like, oh, excited to watch it now. That's why I go back to a lot of older movies. I think it's because of commercials. You know what happened with like people not being excited about a movie anymore is that like. Nobody watches traditional TV that much. Like, we're all watching Netflix, Hulu, fucking Amazon Prime, just whatever you're watching. And there's no commercials. So you don't get that, like, small trailer of a movie that you've never heard of that had one fucking commercial run ever. And you're like, oh, you know what? That that looks dope. Now you have to, like, seek out the trailers on YouTube or on your Twitter or Facebook feed. And only the big-ass ones come through. Like, you're only going to see the trailer for, like, spider-man and the flash you're not gonna see the trailer for some like really small comedic movie about a family that you've never heard of that's some fucking movie you're gonna watch two years later on netflix's list that's so true because the only way i see like premieres or previews of movies or shows is because of social media yeah yeah you don't see it on tv anymore and i i I miss that because i used to watch tv all the time and a commercial would pop up for some random movie right and i'd be like you know what? That looks pretty good. Like I get interested and then I'd like watch the movie or wait for it to be on Redbox or Blockbuster back in the day. So, you know, I'd go watch that shit. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't do that anymore. So we're going to move on to Astro World. Motherfucking Astro World. Astro World is a festival that Travis Scott puts on. If you don't know who Travis Scott is, a fucking dope ass rapper who kind of steals a lot of people's beats and shit. No offense. But uh, good songs, and nowadays all these rappers, they become famous, and they throw their own, like, concert festival things because they know they can make money. Like, he does Astroworld. Uh, Tyler, the creator, has Camp Flognog or whatever. <laughs> but he had his big event. He does it in Houston, Texas. And apparently the crowd got so big. Like, he had 50,000 in attendance and, like, a bunch of people. Like, I saw videos of a bunch of people breaking down the fence and storming the like the audience so like how the fuck are you gonna decide who's the guy that's not really there right yeah who doesn't have the ticket what the fuck are you gonna play a game of eeny meeny miny mo so all these people were there and apparently it got so motherfucking rowdy that people were getting like stomped to death uh people were having like cardiac arrests heat strokes just all kinds of shit but the show must go on and it went on the whole time like he didn't stop the show and people were dying and there was ambulances everywhere I think he finished his set. <laughs> yeah, man. You could see, like, people getting, like, wheeled out, and he's still, like, up there rapping and shit. It was fucking crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of videos that came out. One specifically that was kind of fucking creepy was, um, so he's, like, standing on this, like, what I would call this little pedestal that's, like, above the whole the fans, like, 20 feet. And he's up there, and he's, like, singing this, like, slow song that starts off really slow. I'm not even sure what the fuck he was saying. Uh-huh. But then they pan to him, and then they pan down right in front of him in the audience, and they've got, like, this dude who's, like, passed out, like, being carried off by EMTs. And I remember seeing the video and they had a caption. It was all like, what the fuck is this? A funeral? Cause it felt like he was like giving a inspiring rendition of some song, like at someone's funeral. Cause the guy was getting carried off as if he died, you know, like some shit you'd see in a movie. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is going on, dude? I saw that one clip and I was like, damn, Astro world must've been crazy. So I started looking up all that shit. Yeah. It looked fucked up, bro. I saw some videos of like somebody actually dead. Like, you just look lifeless there. It was fucking crazy. 
Just laying on the ground. Yeah, just... yeah. And people were like, oh, what the fuck? Like, stop, stop, you know? And then I saw these videos, too, of, like, these people trying to stop the concert. Like, they walked up to some producer or some, like, cameraman or something. They're like, hey, people are dead down there. You need to stop this. And uh, they weren't even listening. It was fucking crazy. Yeah, but people gonna... were going crazy, man. Did you see the video of people, like, running, like, over barriers trying to get to, like, the merchandise and shit? No. Like, that shit was crazy. Like, to, to steal it? No, just to go buy it. Like, oh, to go buy it. They were fucking storming it, too. No, I saw the... um. So I saw that same thing as you where they, they pull up to the security guard, not security guard, to the uh, cameraman, right? Like, it's like a guy and a girl, and they're, like, yelling all hysterically. They're like, yeah. there's people being hurt over there. People dying over there. Call, call the ambulance, right? And then the uh, the camera dude, like, takes off his headphone, and he's like, can't even hear what they're saying, honestly, when he's got the headphones on, probably. Yeah. Takes them off, and he's all like, get off the stage. He, like, push, like tells them to leave because he thinks they're just up there. And then he puts it back on and starts filming again. And I was all like, damn, dude didn't even like hear them out. But then I think in like there in his perspective, he's like crazy ass fans just climbed up here. Get the fuck off my thing. But if he did hear them, then he's a fucking asshole. I mean, I think when you're kind of in the zone performing. You don't really realize, you know, because I mean, I don't know what the fuck. It's just a crazy situation to me because I try to put myself in his shoes and the cameraman's no no i'm talking about travis scott's oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah travis scott's uh point of view you know whether he's listening or not or even that cameraman you know you like people are fucking crazy you don't really fucking know what they're doing especially if you hear that earlier in the day they were like storming this place and shit well you didn't see the one of the cop car like the cop car is going in there to like try to stop it might have been like a golf cart security car i don't know yeah but yeah. it's like driving into the spans trying to get to like the where the distress is at and then the fans climb it and there's a dude fucking like dancing and like uh, crumping on the top of the fucking cart as the music's going like you can hear travis scott's music in the background the dude's fucking jamming on the top of this golf cart of this uh security golf cart thing mm-hmm. which just shows that the fans like just although the people although the people like in the immediate area where that shit's happening probably realize it like the people in the front the people to the side the people to the other side and the people in the back didn't know what the fuck was going on they were still jamming and then it took forever for them to realize oh shit People be getting trampled out here. Yeah, one of the kids or one of the people that passed away was a 10-year-old boy, man. That's no, 14. Crazy. 14? I saw a 10-year-old thing be posted. So, I mean, 10, 14, whatever the case yeah. is, it's I saw fucking crazy. 14 and 16. I don't think a 10-year-old would be allowed to go. Maybe if he's with his parents. Yeah, I, I don't have know. Seen That's little, what I was saying. Because like, I have seen way. kids at concerts, but I feel like their parents, every time I've ever seen a little kid at a concert, like... They're pretty surrounded by family because you give you little kid be getting fucking knocked out inside of a, like a general admission section. Yeah, because <laughs> I think most uh the people that died were like trampled or something, bro. It's fucking yeah. Crazy. They got they got stomped out because it's just people dancing or like even if like the of the audience compresses too much, right? Like there's just so much force that you like get force underneath people and they don't even mean to step on you, but like you're fucking underneath them and they're just like stepping on you. <laughs> yeah, man, that shit is fucking crazy. Be dying and shit. Eight people. Eight people died. Yeah, that's so many fucking people. I saw a bunch of posts about it. One guy was like, more people died at Travis Scott's concert than on January 6th when they did like the uh, Capitol invasion. Yeah. And I was all like, damn. That, that's fucking a crazy thought. Even like the shooting here, like two people and that's eight. That's fucking crazy at a concert. Did you see his, um, his like official post? He was like on Instagram. He basically said, um, I'm absolutely devastated by what took place that night. And then him and Kylie Jenner both claim that 
they didn't realize anything was wrong in the audience until after the set, like after they were done, which maybe is true. But like once you see a bunch of cop cars and shit, like, don't you think you'd notice? Or do you think that happened after he was done? That's what I'm saying, though. Like, you just don't fucking know because maybe that's common at a concert. Like, no, that's not common. At his concerts, because people no. get crazy. Have you been to one of his concerts? No, it's not common. Common may be getting crazy, but people getting killed, like stomped out, like even motherfucker. Even- I'm saying seeing the cops, because you're saying that he saw the cops. Maybe there was a brawl. You don't fucking know, you know, like. Uh, and I'm not oh, excusing the cops. Anything. I don't think seeing yeah. the cops is common either, honestly. I mean, I I've never been to a concert. I'm just saying from like. I've been to a lot of concerts. Of not being there, just kind of... I've been to a lot, and I don't think it's common. But for a concert, it is different, because a regular concert is performed in, like, a concert house. So if, like, a police officer came in, like, it'd be a big deal. But his is was more of a festival, so it's way broader, way bigger. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I mean, the police could have been in the corner of it, and he couldn't have probably not even noticed. And I hear most of his concerts get crazy anyways, because people, anything Travis Scott, like, people were trying to cop the fucking McDonald's but you think worker shirt. You think he'd realize, like, the death thing... Not necessarily people dying, but like the conflict happening. Cause when you watch it, there's a big ass part where like the audience starts chanting, like, stop the show. What's he think that they're just booing him? <laughs> I, re- I really don't fucking know, man. I've never been in his place. I don't know. I've never even been to a concert. So, have I mean, you seen the other examples they put out? Cause they put out, uh, so Post Malone had like a concert where he saw someone getting hurt and he stopped the show, let that person get out. Uh, Lincoln Park did it too. Like they like saw people and they were like, stop the show. They completely just turned everything off and it kind of hushes the audience right away. Cause there's no more music. And then they got the people that were being hurt out. Same thing with uh, Nirvana. They did it too. A lot of those examples are coming up because people are like, why couldn't Travis Scott do this? Right. But they're also like, there's no perspective there. I feel like they're not showing if that concert had 10,000, 20,000, 5,000, 6,000 people. Cause the Travis Scott one for sure was a festival. So it's like, so big that you got like 50 people 50,000 people surrounding it slash the fucking carnival ride slash all the fair shit like a lot of people might not even have been like right at the show right when it was happening so in your opinion whose fault is this whose fault is what like this tragedy i don't think it's anyone's fault you don't think so no i don't think there's any fault i think it's not i think it was all right that they let people like storm in you think it's all right that like he didn't stop no no but those are like isolated situations so like I think the, it's all isolated, yes, but it's all played a role in this fucking Yeah, but tragedy. I don't think you can add blame. So, like, for him, for Travis Scott, you can't blame him because from his perspective, it pro- you probably can't even really tell what's happening unless you have, like... Unless so, do you agree or not with the... Um, unless you're looking for it. What we were talking about, how, like, he should have been able to see. Like, he should have known people. I, think, people I, don't think he, I don't think you could see people dying, passing out and stuff. But I think if the whole audience like really like made it known because I saw the chance, but that could have just been from that one camera phone in that one section. Because I've been to concerts where like one side can be yelling and the other side's yelling and you can't hear shit. from. Well, the on other top side. of it, they have an earpiece so they can just hear music, right? It's to hear their own voice. Oh, whatever. I mean, they have an earpiece to only hear certain sounds, right? No, they can hear the crowd. It's just yeah, to hear their to hear their voice and like how they're playing. But I think. If the fan, if the crowd actually made it known enough that he should have taken notice, it's hard for you to say, "Hey, take notice of people dying or passing out," because like, it looks like a fucking swarm of bees out there. How the fuck are you supposed to pick out the right ones? Also, like, 
I, I wouldn't blame him. I don't think you can blame him for what happened because it's not like he didn't hire the security and set up everything right. Plus, you also don't really know if the added, like, who how do, who knows how many people came in. It looks like a lot in the fucking little camera phone video, but maybe it was 50 people that ran in or 100 people that ran in. That's not going to fucking make your audience just, like, super extra. He was expecting, like, 50,000 people, right? That's, that's, like, what he sold. There's, like, a ticket quota. I'm sure. I'm sure that's why people well, had sure to sneak in. I'm sure this thing was sold out. Yeah, that's why people had to sneak in, right? So, like, he he knew the numbers. He hired for it all, and then... It just so happens that, like, the crowd got too rowdy, too so crazy. So, in your opinion, nobody's at fault? No, I don't think anyone's at fault. Like, I don't think anyone's at Eight fault. Eight people died, but nobody's at fault. No, I mean, who are you going to blame? You can't blame I, I him. Would th- I would think whoever is, like, the promoter of that show. I mean, but how, somebody though? has to be liable. What's what's the... Uh, what do you do to stop that ha- from happening? Like... Th- it's a big ass concert and that happens. Like once people are getting there's gonna trampled, be something, bro. Like, but like what they didn't the? have enough security. They, it's gonna be something, you know. Like the barriers weren't set up right. It's gonna be something. But there's, there's no barriers be, in the audience. Eight people died. Yeah, but I don't think you can blame them. Like no one's gonna be charged for anything. Well, there. I mean, there's already a lawsuit. Oh well, yeah, they're gonna be sued. Yeah. They're gonna be sued by all the families of the people who died because like. But that's what a lawsuit is. Is like giving fault to somebody. You know, it's not. I don't think it's for any other reason besides well the money too obviously but people died you know well there's a lot of difference i think between legal being in fault and like how i feel if somebody's in fault right so like legally someone can like be charged for something yeah yeah and that's and what i'm I, asking and then I can, i'm not necessarily asking like and then i can yeah. like sympathize and be I like guess since i don't I think said, that was wrong since i said you know in your opinion what who do you think is at fault yeah because if, if they sue him and they're like yeah it's your fault they died because it's your show like obviously he's gonna take the fault because it's his event but is it his fault i don't think so is he responsible for like making sure these people's families are like so if somebody in your family died there like who are you blaming who am i blaming yeah because you're not just gonna be like oh i don't know it just happened i have no idea bro if my someone in my family died there like i'd be mad at the show and like what happened and security i'm sure i'd be like all fucking enraged and shit but like I don't think you can blame just one person. You'd you'd be it's pretty narrow minded to be like, oh, it's the artist's fault because people started stomping other people. Like once you're stepping on someone or something, like some in I would like to think if I'm in the situation, I've noticed that I'm stomping someone out or that the crowd is doing. But even then, you can't do anything about it because I mean, like you said, there's so much like power force or whatever being pushed. Yeah, but you could you could try though. Like the only. What, well, you go you, down there and you get stomped too? I don't know. No, but you, I guess I've never been in that but situation. But you'd like but you'd like reach down or like you try to get help, right? So like if you could get that message known, plus like cuz people were trying to do that as Okay, we so like tell saw. me so tell me what doesn't make the people who actually stomped them more at fault cuz they actually did the killing. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is I that mean, like involuntary I'm, I'm conflicted slaughter? on whose fault it is. I don't think too. it's anybody's fault. I think it's I an think, accident. Like yes, there's like legal repercussions like yeah you're motherfucking you're getting sued bro like you better throw out like if one of my family members died there i would never listen to a travis scott song again yeah probably not probably not but that's a whole different situation right you're like if you're if you were directly affected you're gonna feel way stronger about something like i am not directly affected by a local shooting or something right so I can look at it slightly more objectively, but if you're directly affected, there's no there's no objective look. There's no objective motherfucking lens. Yeah, fuck that guy and fuck everything he represents, bro. <laughs> that's really hard though, because like that's taking like uh, 
like you're dehumanizing the fucking event, you know? It's weird. I'm not dehumanizing it. I mean, I'm I mean, not you saying you are, are, but I mean, when you put yourself in that situation where you're like, oh, since I wasn't affected directly, it doesn't, you know, I'm more objective about it. But like, yeah, but that's what we all do, though, right? Every yeah, time yeah, yeah. we see something that's like that, that's what I'm saying. That's a fucked we feel, up thing, we, we feel, it is fucked up. We all feel sympathy towards that type of shit. But once, only when something truly affects you, like, or your family or someone you know or someone you're close with. Do you get that, like, the hate-filled view, you know, where, like, fuck them, fuck their world? Because it's true. I've had that situation a bunch of times where, like, something personal happens in your family, you know, someone gets taken away or something like that. And, like, fuck that whole establishment and how all that happened. And that's all you feel. That's all you feel. You don't give a shit of, like, oh, this one security guard messed it up and that's where the people came from or they, if they explain how it happens. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Fuck the whole thing. And fuck the dude in charge of it is how you feel. But because I'm not there like that for this specific situation, I can look at it and be like, well, you really can't blame him. But at the same time, you have to he has to fucking at least like take responsibility. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, you know, I respect that opinion where you're saying like nobody's at fault. My personal opinion, I feel like there's a lot of fault to go around. Like there's a lot of pieces to this that. Or to blame, but um, I think you're right in saying that it's hard to pinpoint one person. I I think that's true. So what'd just, you do? What would you do? Would you like what would you do to? Well, the I saw staff? the lawsuit that's going in. Some guy's suing for damages or something. Well, aside from this, like aside from the lawsuits, obviously that's all gonna that's name all gonna happen. That's that's yeah. legit. Look, what do you think would uh, in terms of like? The well, st- that's the, the only staff. repercussion that's gonna happen. The staff. Do you legally. think the staff would get like in trouble, or do you think he's gonna give them the benefit of the doubt because of the amount of people that were there? I feel like there's gonna be changes to like these sort of events, like more rules and shit. They're gonna amp up security, obviously, because I mean they they have to have some sort of move to make sure this doesn't happen again. Because I know even like the whole like getting stomped and shit because people are like fucking crowding. That's like. That happens at a lot of concerts. Like, even in the Selena movie, that shit was happening, you know? Yeah, yeah. It happens a lot. People, like, the crowds can get, like, too big, and there's, there's just no way to get in there. Like, yeah, even yeah. if you try to get in there with, like, an ambulance, it's hard to disperse the people quick before someone gets fucking stomped. Because I think it's even hard to, like, let's say they have video proof of who's stomping who or whatever and who died. You know, you can't really go on that because it was, like, an uncontrollable force, you know? That's what I'm saying. It's one of those things that it's it takes so many different situations, so many perfect things for it to happen. You know, like if a tornado dropped here in Idaho, somewhere where it's so unlikely, like you'd have to have the perfect weather, hit the perfect weather at the perfect elevation. You blame Larry Yeber. Like all this (laughs) shit. And then you blame your weatherman. It's like, uh, like I get it. I mean, but I'd be does, mad at it's the like weatherman if he didn't tell me. Yeah, you know, it's like, it's your like fucking a, job. It's like a perfect storm. And unfortunately for this motherfucker, it was a perfect storm. I do think he should have shown, like, maybe more. Like, eight fucking people died, bro. Like More attentiveness to the audience. Because, like, that one scene, like, for sure, where he's fucking singing and the dude's getting carried off, like, passed out. Like, maybe he did. Or maybe like in his headset, like they were like, "Oh, we're carrying this guy out," so he knew, so he just kind of continued the show because it was just one person, maybe like heat stroke or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these can be like angled in so many ways. That could be true, but if he doesn't notice, I'm assuming what they're really because a lot of different numbers are being thrown out, right? Eight people dead for sure is a real number, but 
they'll be like, oh, 25 injured, 100 injured, 70 injured, 35 injured, whatever the number really is, right? If that big of a thing is happening in the audience, I feel like you would in, you would see like the divot if you looked out into the crowd. Like you'd see that one spot where like shit's kind of not going right. Or like at least you would assume at these kinds of concerts that like there's a security that's uh, certain securities that are assigned to sections. Well, I think so, there's even police officers. That yeah, are, yeah, yeah. That, are, that are assigned to like sections of it, right, to keep it like under control. So like whoever was in that section and saw that should be able to inform the rest of the security slash police officers. And then there should be like a very easy or at least not easy, but a very tactical plan on how they were supposed to handle a situation like that. Like you gotta be, you gotta think to yourself, 50,000 people in a big ass crowd fucking jamming to trap music, like, or like West coast trap rap shit. Like someone's going to fucking mosh pit hard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, kind of just, just to summarize and move on. It's an unfortunate event. We don't know who's to blame. Legally, there's something's going to happen. And uh, rest in peace to those eight people. Hopefully, it's not anymore. Dude, the 14-year-old kid and 16-year-old kid one that I read, like, they told they put up the ages, and I was like, that's the worst. Like, it's – they make it so much more real when they tell you the age of the people. Because, like, yeah, there's sympathy for dead people. But when, like, kids are killed, I feel like there's a little bit of uh, remorse for, like, what could have been. It's like – a whole life wasn't even lived. And that's a hard situation too. Cause I put myself in like their parents' shoes, you know, like I'd probably let my son go. Cause that's something he wants to you do. You probably would have bought him the ticket, right? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah I bought him the ticket. It, you know? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, rest in peace to all those people. My thoughts are with them. Your wife wouldn't let him go though. She'd be like concert. Fuck you, Pablo. Nah, she doesn't make <laughs> me go with him. So. Yeah, that's true. You'd get to go. Yeah. You'd be like, Oh, well I guess, you know, I got to go watch the show with him. <laughs> yeah. My oh, man, why are you doing that to me? <laughs> yeah. But anyways, uh, moving on from that, you watched the Canelo fight last night, man? Of course, bro. If you're Mexican and you didn't watch the Canelo fight, then are you really Mexican? No, you're not. Yeah, you're not. Everybody watched. So, you watch uh, that shit night, illegally or legally? Canelo Alvarez fought Caleb Plant to become the undisputed super middleweight champion. Uh, first Mexican to do it, only one of six people to ever do it. He did it in 11 months. Yeah. He beat one guy in like December for two titles because that guy had two titles. Then he beat uh, Billy Joel Saunders for the next one. Then he beat Caleb Plant for the next one. And it all took less than a year. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I think we both had different opinions on the fight. Personally, I thought Plant was fighting really well. You were saying more that you thought he was getting his ass beat. I thought he got his ass beat. Um, I thought he was giving Canelo a good fight. Canelo got him with that fucking – I think it was a jab, and he kind of, like, threw him off. And then he just went to town, bro. Like, it was crazy to watch him fight, like, go after him after that one little knockout. Because it was like a fucking After the knockdown? Wolf. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, bam, bam, bam. You know, this is my chance right here. It was crazy. You got to take him, man. It's an injured fighter when you when you do that shit. And the funniest part of the whole thing for me was like, I guess uh, <laughs> it's so it's so Mexican to me, bro, how like Canelo misunderstood motherfucker as like an insult to his actual mother. To his mom. Yeah, it's so, so funny to me because even in my own home, like my parents, that happens all the time where like they misunderstand things. And uh, he's like, he even emphasized that, like, oh, he apologized. He didn't mean any offense to my mother. Yeah. I don't know. I think he whooped his ass. Like, yeah. In boxing and straight, because there's, like, two different aspects, you know, like, boxing, like, technical skills and, like, who won around. Yeah. I think he whooped his ass. And then just in terms of fucking beating the shit out of somebody, I think he whooped his ass. Like, Caleb Plant, he looked good for, like, the first, like, couple rounds. 
But then you could see him visibly slow down. And if you watch the fight, like, um, back, you, you'll notice that Canelo hits him, like, 50 motherfucking times, like, in the back side of his, like, his back, like, left side. Yeah. His body. He catches him so many times that that side started turning, like, really, really red. And, like, I think that's just a setup for him to put his hands down and then he, he starts clocking him in the face and it's over. I'm going to be honest. I think it was part of, like, the Caleb Plant, like, plan to go forward with Canelo was to kind of be a little bit timid because they know how quick he is and shit. Yeah, dude had no chance. Because he was even baiting Canelo. Canelo was baiting him, you know. He was like, come on, man. Come on, fucking get in here, you know. And he kind of held off from, like, engaging in that. But overall, it was a great fight. I would do that too. Though. It I ended engage. amazing, obviously, because we're fucking biased as hell. You don't want to fight on a dude's terms. If he's if he's fucking trying to goat you into something, it's never to give yeah. you the advantage. Because I mean, if you watch the whole fight, though, like Canelo's doing the chasing, man. Uh, Plant is the one backing up the whole time, um, and I, that's always who I see. I, like, I hate, I hate when I watch a fight in a group of a bunch of Mexican people who never watch a fight, because like your uncle. Who fucking watches one boxing match every three? Watches one match every three years, or your or your other (laughs) uncle who's never watches one every five years, right? They'll be like, "This guy's so scared. He's he's look at him just running in circles and not even trying to fight, right?" It's like, for me personally, sorry, anybody at that level of boxing who's a champion, they're not scared. Like, like their their strategy. I know it looks like running and it's bullshit when you watch it because it's really boring when they do that, but. They're not scared because once you hit like that pinnacle of boxing, you know, you're not scared to get hit by a guy. You're just strategically trying to find your spot. And sometimes for some guys, it means moving away because the other guy, like if you get too close, is going to that's his specialty. And yours is like range, you know. And when someone fails to like see that, it kind of bugs me because I'm not saying you have to respect Caleb Plant because I don't know shit about him. You know, I, I know he has like a tough upbringing, became a boxer or whatever. But I don't know anything about him. I'm obviously a Canelo fan, but, like, I hate when people say he's scared. Like, the dude's not scared, bro. The dude is a world-class champion boxer. He just, his strategy, because he's not stupid, and he knows Canelo, if you get too close, has a motherfucking power shot, is you you back up, hit him with jabs, and then hope to get a good counter on his ass. Like, Yeah, I mean, I, I respect the dude, bro. In my opinion, like, every time I see a fight, there's always a chaser, and there's always, like, a... A runner, you know? Yeah, it's like a whole... Yeah, yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with scared. You wouldn't get in the ring if you're scared, Exactly. If you're scared, you're not fucking getting in there. Yeah, yeah. So, I I think... Yeah, you're right. It's all strategy. I think Caleb Plant's strategy was to let Canelo come to him and kind of see if there was an opening. Yeah, he said he would bang with him and he he would do it at the beginning of the rounds. Like, the rounds would start the first, like, 30 seconds. He would go in. Which he was, yeah. But then he'd start backing out and, like, try to... Because Canelo's notoriously bad for uh, trapping a guy in, like, a corner of a ring. Yeah, yeah. And he, then kind of just go into town. Yeah, like, the guys the guys always manage to, like, slip out. Because, but that's because Canelo goes in there trying to break your fucking ribs every time. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, man. So, Canelo Alvarez, undisputed super middleweight champion. That's fucking badass to me. Like, it's weird because that's my roots, you know. Mexico is my roots. That's where my parents are from. So, like, you get, like, this... Uh, it's not weird, actually. It's just, like, a weird feeling to me because, like, even though I'm not Mexican f- by, like, where I was born, in my blood I'm Mexican, so I was, like, super, super, like, not emotional, but, like, I got goosebumps and shit, bro. I was, like, Nation- damn, Like, bro. national pride? Yeah, yeah, like, some sort That's of pride. not weird to me at all, bro. I fucking, I rep all the time. I know I'm Mexican-American. I could give two shits. Like, I love America and I love Mexico, but I support different things. Like, if I'm watching a soccer game, 
fuck the U.S. team and fuck everything they're about, bro. I'm all about the Mexico team. If I'm watching a boxing match, dude, fuck whoever's fighting the Mexican dude. I'm all about him. But then it's also flipped, you know, like, hey, our laws are cool. We got freedoms, you know, down there. There's cartels and shit, you know. I'm yeah, also yeah, not trying yeah. to live there and shit. Those are two big extremes. It's just, it's just a con- it's conflicting shit. It. But, like, yeah. you're raised watching, like, fucking when you're a little kid and, like, there's a boxing match going on and your family throws a party. Like, that is such a thing that happens in every little family. So, eventually, when you're an adult, you're like, oh, boxing match, Mexican guy. You don't even follow boxing. You just want to watch that one fight because you know this dude's about to rep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think it's a lot of, like, you're right, our upbringing. Because, like I mentioned before, the whole motherfucker incident, like, I see that in my own home. So, it kind of helps me relate with him, you know, and shit. So, yeah. I mean, congratulations to Canelo Alvarez. That's a shitty. There was also. Wait, wait. That's a shitty division that, like, I feel like you <laughs> motherfucker came in and was like, oh, yeah. Under a year, gonna win all the belts. Like, goddamn, bro. This, the, what is it? The super what? Super middleweights? Yeah, super That's middleweight. That's 168, right? Yeah. So, what do you think he's gonna do? Is he gonna move up or move? He already won all the titles below that, right? That's what I was wondering. For what, his size. What's his next move? You know, I don't fucking know, man. A lot of people that I saw when I was looking through Twitter, they're like, Mexican fighters duck, like, ducking black fighters, right? Yeah, yeah, I have heard that. And I don't know if that's true or not, but like, if they don't have a belt, in his division why would he even go for why that, would man? you go? yeah yeah because ryan garcia they talked to about him ducking this guy named tank so that's one of them does and tank then, have a belt i don't think he does man but he's like undefeated or something but i don't think uh does ryan garcia doesn't have a belt yeah yeah so i mean they just want him to fight because they're both really good you know yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's one of the situations where they're saying he's ducking and then canelo alvarez there's this guy named uh charlo something yeah, the other Mexican dude? No, 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 he's he's black too. But he's a really great fighter. Oh, who's the Mexican dude then? Okay, Charlo something for sure. Yeah, yeah, so they're saying too. that he's ducking, Canelo's ducking that guy because he's really good or whatever. And I think both of those guys, Tank and that Charlo guy, are under um, Mayweather promotions or whatever. Oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they have a belt, makes sense to me. Fight them, you know? But if they don't have a belt, like if you're already like – I'm not sure about Ryan Garcia's. I don't really follow him. I don't really like him. But like Canelo's got – fucking seven belts on his ass right now yeah yeah and uh makes like 60 50 million 100 million a fight i don't know what the fuck he makes but it's a lot right yeah so for him it's not even worth it i don't care if like you if you came up you're like 22 and 0 and you're like the best motherfucker ever it's not worth it unless you have a belt or unless you become the number one contender in your like division right because because he's got depending on what canelo decides like you either give up the belts and like move up to another division or you defend each of them in their like respective thing, right? Because after a while, don't they go away? Like if he keeps it for too long without defending it, then like it's yeah, they get taken like, away. And they get, get to like the next. Yeah, guy. they get stripped. And there's like a fight for it. Which to me, it's crazy. All these fucking titles, because I guess he had three, and he needed this last one, which was the IFC or whatever. Um, IBF. I, I, IBF is it? IBF. Yeah, whatever it is. I mean, I don't understand why there's so many fucking divisions. I think it's because of all the promotions. There's just like four like different boxing things that became like known yeah yeah it's, it's all gets really i think it's cool that way though i think it's like each one has their own champ and for you to become the champ you have to beat all the champs what i don't like is like if one motherfucker runs the gauntlet right let's say uh some boxer like anello did right beats one guy gets a title beats another guy gets the title beats the third guy gets a title and then he's about to unify and the guy who beats him in the unification fight the other champion wins he gets all three of the other titles and then he's the unified champ 
and he only had to go through one guy, where Canelo had to go through four guys. That is true, yeah. I feel if like somebody beat Canelo right now, right? They'd get all, and they'd else. be, and they'd be the unified, yeah, the second so ever nice. unified champ. Which is why I'm saying, like, when they do that, I think it makes more sense for like, if you're gonna fight a champion, you put up your belt, and then they put up a belt. You don't put up all your belts, and they put up a belt because then. It almost feels like, yeah, the dude you fought was good, and yeah, maybe he beat you that night. But now he's the unified champion with all six belts or whatever the fuck it is, all four belts, because you lost once and you had to beat three dudes to even get the chance at it. Yeah, that's bullshit. That's a weird like boxing thing that I never understood. Because like, if I beat fucking LeBron James in a game of pickup basketball, I'm not the seven-time NBA champion. I didn't just beat him for all his titles. Honestly, if I was Canelo today... After tomorrow, I'd be retired. Retired? I don't think he's retiring. He's too. No, like, no. I know he's not gonna retire. I'm just saying, from my perspective, if I was him, I would retire. Cause I always believe this thing where like you gotta you gotta leave when you're on top. Only you know? one reti- Only one boxer I think's ever really done that. And that's like Mayweather. Yeah. All the other ones always. Somebody fight. was posting about Canelo being like super great or whatever, and then there was this other guy in the comments talking about Mayweather. I'm like, what the fuck? Mayweather's like retired. Like, yeah, they always bring that up because he beat him. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But, but he uh, fought Canelo like hella young. Yeah, but um, I think he should move up. He was probably gonna like my guess is he's gonna fight whoever the next dude is. That maybe that Charlo dude he'll give him a shot. Or they were talking about some other Mexican guy who like comes in and fucking like comes for your like comes in hard and like tries to wreck your shit. That's like really good and established now too. Yeah. So he'll probably fight one of those guys, and if it's not one of them, then he'll probably move up a weight class and try to take someone else's belt because like. Once you're like a champion like that, and you move up a weight class, they don't even make you wait. They're not like, oh, fight the number one contender. They're like, no, you get a you get a title shot. Go for it. Fight the dude with the belt. Yeah. But I do hate that rule. Like I do hate the like, I fucking, it's like it's so stupid. Like if I went through business and I was like, oh, I'm the CEO here. I'm a CEO here. I started all these businesses and then I lose one business or like someone buys a business from me. Now they own all my shit. It's like so weird that they can just. How do you rectify that though? Like they have to fight him four times for one time for each bell or something? Or I personally think the only way to like fix it is like once you unify. Like if someone unifies, you either they either have to defend each belt, like in their respective whatever division it is, the IB or league or ICF or the fuck it is. Like I don't know. He'd probably have to do it like every one and a half years, like four fights. You know, every like three or four months. The only way I would see it working is if, like, they had another belt that was, like, undisputed whatever champion, and then they, like, dispersed the other four back to, like, the number one rank in that class. Well, they're going to go back, right? How long? What's the fucking statue of limitations? When are they like, all right, you've held the belt too long and you haven't defended it? Because in the UFC, it's short as fuck. Yeah, I don't know, man. In the UFC, if a motherfucker doesn't defend his belt in, like, a year, they're like, all right, give me your fucking belt. It's our belt now. And then they start doing interim champs and shit. Yeah, I have no fucking idea. Man. That's how they push forward everything, though. Like, they can do an interim championship in the leagues and then just be like, all right, you're the interim champ until you beat the real champ. Because Canelo's too busy. Plus, a fighter can only fight maybe three fights a year for, like, how long's your prime in boxing? Fucking 10 years, maybe? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're lucky you're like, and you stay, like, at the top level that long? Yeah, I don't fucking know. You know, so, like, there's only so many defenses he can do and so much more accomplish- accomplishments he can get. But right now, easily pound for pound the best fucking boxer. Yeah, I think it depends on the belt. Because um, just the WBA is within nine months of winning it. They have to defend it. Yeah, see what I'm saying? So, yeah, I don't fucking know, man. 
So he can either just go on for the rest of his career defending each one of these each time. But he cleaned out, he beat out the best guys. So, like, he wouldn't be fighting guys on his level anymore. And then, or he could move up and try to do something crazy and, like, win just more. Just give up his belts, yeah. Win another division. Because he won the one underneath this one, and he won this one. And now he's. Yeah, it was crazy know. seeing him hold all the belts and shit. Yeah, he couldn't even hold them all. He fucking had, like, five, and his trainer was next to him with, like, two. And then. More, dude. They had some, like, black one in the background. I have no idea what it was. And they were ho- fucking holding that shit up, too. Like fucking king of the town. Yeah, his his <laughs> crown. You think that crown was gold? No, like, fuck no. It was I think, plastic. I think it was real. No, it was plastic. You can uh, tell. You think so? I, th- I feel like they went through the Burger King drive-through before. Nah, they dude. I feel I feel like, like if you're making Canelo money, like he probably get a real. He he crown. was he was like not not maybe not like pure gold the whole thing, but he was probably like, hey, go get me like a 14 karat crown. <laughs> you know? And they, nah, bro. I I 100 think it was plastic. Just the way he was like moving it, you could tell. But, uh, you know, it was a fucking fight-filled night last night, bro. Because I had, like, UFC on one screen and fucking boxing on the other screen. So, what did you think of the UFC fights? Well, before the UFC fights, did you see the knockout in the fight right before Canelo's fight? Um, No, I don't think so. Because that knockout was probably, like, my favorite out of all the fights that night, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Canelo's obviously was more emotional for me. But, like, that knockout, the dude, like, literally ducks. like He, like, slips a punch. And then it just looks like a kind of punch that I would throw in my life. He, like, winds up this punch, like, backwards, like a cartoon character almost. Mm-hmm. And then brings it in and uppercuts the guy in the face, and it's over. Jesus. Just fucking uh, knocked out. But the UFC fights, I didn't watch any, except the last one. I watched the uh, Kamara Usman-Cody Covington fight. I, yeah, didn't, yeah. I didn't watch any other ones. I did watch the highlights because I knew that uh, the, the UFC stacked their card because, one... They always stack their card towards the end of the year because they want to like leave an impression of a dope ass thing. Plus, you got You're trying to compete for pay per view buys against a Canelo fight. You know, you got you got to get the audience somehow. So they make they made all the fights on that card like fucking ridiculous championship fights. Yeah, like yeah. good ass fucking matches. So like the Covington Usman shit was dope. I watched that shit. Um, I hate Covington, but like the fight was good. They were both throwing blows. They both had each other like in danger in certain parts of the fight. Same with um. Ah, oh, fucking eh. Chandler and uh, the other dude, his name is slipping my mind. It's like right Guthrie now. or something? Guthrie. Oh, Gaethje. Gaethje. Gaethje and. Uh, what the <laughs> fuck? Now I forgot the first name. Co- no, no, what the fuck? <laughs> You're Guthrie. confusing me too, man. Fucking Gaethje and Chandler. The Gaethje and Chandler fight, which is only three rounds, was fucking crazy too. Motherfuckers were like eating hits and just walking into each other like oh seeing who's wait like, so you did watch that one too no i watched the highlights of that one oh, okay because okay. I, I keep up with the ufc pretty re- regularly so i watch a lot of the highlights of the fights that i miss so i watched the highlights to like the event but i only actually saw the last fight because it happened after the canelo fight like i finished the canelo fight celebrated fucking ate some cake because uh i was at lupa's house and her daughter was having her birthday like a little birthday thing just for her they bought her a cake so i had some tres leches cake after the fight Ate some rice, came home like hella Mexican happy, you know. Ooh, fucking pride, yeah. Had my Mexico jersey on, everything. I was repping, and then I sat down and I was like, "Oh yeah, the UFC fights." And then I turned that shit on on my phone and I started watching the main event, which was dope as fuck, dude. It was a good fight too. Yeah, they're going back and forth, man. This man's a fucking animal, to be Those honest. Are, the other dude's an animal too. Like that whole fight, you're like. But he, you could clearly tell he was getting his ass beat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he won. He won the fight unanimous decision. But Covington, I mean, there was yeah, he ra- just took some. There was certain, blows. there were some certain rounds where he, um, he did hurt him, and he, he was also eating those punching fucking shots. It's hard to eat a punch 
from a fucking world class UFC fighter, and that motherfucker's just like walking into him, eating him. He's like, "I'm gonna win the belt." Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> His face was all mushed up. Yeah, and this is like a fucking. This is like a rivalry where you like feel the hate, man. Like most of them, you feel it, you know. But in this one, like they congratulated each other and then continued to talk shit after, like in the fucking after interviews. The post like, show. Yeah, yeah, because Covington was calling Usman like a fucking cheater and shit. But I'm all for it, dude. Yeah. Fuck, fuck that respect shit. Like, no, I fuck with respect, bro. Especially but it's so much if you more just boring, got your ass beat, because if you got your ass beat and you're still talking shit, like you're just a bitch. Like, yeah, you but just it, take your he, ass he did, like he, a man. he did lose, but when a when a fighter loses, I feel like if they don't get knocked out in any in any boxing or boxing or UFC, yeah. if you don't get knocked out, then you feel like, hey, give me three more rounds and let's see what happens. You know, like because because you you can always say like, hey, I never went down. Like, come on, bitch, I'm still here. Start the next round till someone gets knocked out. Yeah, like that's your mindset. So whenever it doesn't happen in boxing that much, I feel like in boxing the fights are always like. Hi, hi, I respect you. Hi, hi, I respect the craft. And then when they instill a little bit of hostility, like, you feel it more, right? Like, this last fight, the Canelo fight, there was l- not as much respect going into it because of the whole motherfucker thing and the slapping each other in the in the press conference. So, like, the tension was way, way higher when you saw the actual fight. You're like, oh, he's coming to really murder this motherfucker for talking shit, you know? And that makes it way more exciting, and then you can be respectful after and then still hate them. You know, you respect them for their effort and then be like, but he's still a bitch. That's how the UFC almost always does it. You know, like not all of them, but a lot of theirs is like real, real hate. And you're like, yeah, fuck that guy. And then they, they shake hands after the fight and then they go to the post conference and they're like, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. I don't know, man. Cause, uh, like in the Deontay Wilder fight with, uh, Tyson Fury, I was a Wilder fan. But then after the way he was acting and shit, I was like, fuck. Yeah. Wilder. I'm a Fury fan. I was like, Fury kind of like, you know, he won like a champ. I think if he loses, he loses like a champ too. I mean, he's not fucking making excuses and shit. I just don't really. Yeah, Deontay Wilders were like bad excuses, man. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, he Tyson was, Fury was like trying to, you know, say I good know job what, or whatever. Yeah. He's like, fuck you, man. I don't know what they did to that dude. I don't know if they like gave him a, like a bag of glue to sniff or some shit. But he came out there making the weirdest fucking excuses when he lost that fight. Yeah, it was fucking weird, man. <laughs> but like Cody Covington and like... um. Caleb Plant, like, didn't really make excuses for their loss, right? They were, they were more like talking shit, like, fuck that, give me more rounds, I'll, I'll, let's do it right now. You know, I'm not done. Caleb Plant was like knocked out almost, and he told Canelo, let's go, let's, let's go another round. <laughs> it's like, it's like, bro. And then he was like, bro, you, you, I, I won already. You can do that. <laughs> yeah, you can't, we can't just start it up. He's I just, like, beat oh, yeah, you. yeah, let, let me go talk to this guy over here. Yeah, like, Canelo, you can see Canelo, like, I don't even think this guy really knows what he's saying right now. Yeah. And then walked away because obviously he fucking just took like 15 shots to the face. Like at the end, I think, th- think he took like three as he was falling. <laughs> yeah, well, I think Caleb Plant's record before this was like 9-0. No, he's 22-0. and 0. Was he 22? No, I don't know. 22-0 with 12 they, knockouts. They mentioned that, but 22 full fights. I think nine professional was the record. Oh, like amateurs? If I remember, yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure, but so, he had 12 uh, knockouts only. I, I don't know. Respect to him, nine professional fights. I like the UFC talking shit. You see, Dana White was watching the Canelo fight ringside. Like, they had the monitors up, and he was watching Canelo fight as his event was going on. And a lot of people were giving him shit. They're like, oh, even he doesn't want to watch his own pay-per-view. But it's like, no, he's been a boxing promoter. Like, you know, he's a fighting fan. Like, you're going to watch both the same way, like, at my house or at your house. You fucking have them both on. One on your phone, one on the computer screen, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, they brought it up during the uh, post-interview or whatever because they were like, oh. 
what do you think about Usman wanting to fight uh, Canelo? He's like, nah, he just just stay in his lane. <laughs> yeah. I saw that fight. Last, I saw that fight earlier. Yeah, he should just stick to UFC. He's like, but if Canelo wants to come fight UFC, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's like, come, come on over. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, because he's not shy. He's not gonna shy away from like saying he watched the fight because he watched the fight. You know, yeah, he's a fight fan. I feel like all the people who are like legit, legit, the hardcores, and maybe not me and you because we're like kind of casuals, but like the hardcores, like your Joe Rogans, your Dana Whites, your like fucking you know Oscar, stats. maybe Oscar de la Hoya, whoever the fuck, the, the boxer, boxer dudes, fighter, fighter dudes, they watch the UFC, they watch boxing, and they'll, they'll pull them both up at the same time because they value, they have a whole different kind of respect because they're fighters and they're like in the in the actual mix of what's going on. Yeah. I, I don't blame them. I'd fucking watch the, if I was like at the Canelo fight, like during the like upcoming of it, I'd probably be watching like the UFC thing. And then the Canelo fight would happen and I'd watch that and then I'd go right back to watching the UFC thing. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Well, that was a fight-filled night. It was amazing. Um, I'm glad Covington lost. I'm happy that Canelo won. But yeah, man. You got, you got all the dubs you wanted that day? That was what was going on. Well, did you see um, this? I thought this is, has nothing to do with fighting, but I just thought it was fucking hilarious. Um, Sesame Street has, like, Twitter profiles for, like, their characters. Uh-huh. And the Big, the big Bird character tweeted out, like, just got my vaccine. Like... Basically, like positivity towards the vaccine. <laughs> what the like, fuck? Like, like I'm vaccinated. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. And I don't know if that's like a push to like make kids like tell their parents like, hey, Big Bird just said I should get the vaccine. But um, what's what do you think, Did mom? You get backlash or what? I don't know if you got backlash. I didn't really read into it more than like seeing the tweet, you know. Uh huh. But I just think it's cool slash kind of funny, kind of stupid because like I can see your very conservative parent who doesn't want it, like being like, fuck Sesame Street now. And then I can see your very liberal parent being like, yeah, fucking Big Bird's one of us. And I think it's just like, even funny that the motherfucker has a Twitter account. <laughs> that is funny as fuck, bro. And he's <laughs> responding to his Mexican cousin, Colorado <laughs> Montoya. Who the fuck is that? I don't fucking know, dude. He's like a red and fucking... Green Big Bird in Mexico, I guess. Oh, okay. I've never heard of him. But yeah, me either. He's like, thank you, cousin. They tweeted <laughs> for they, a happy birthday. They, they tweet each other and shit. Yeah, yeah that's that. fucking funny. So, like, the actual tweet that Big Bird put out says, oh. I got the COVID-19 vaccine today. My wing is feeling a little sore, but I'll give my body extra protective boost that keeps me and others healthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they're just... Is no, it, you know it, exactly it, what this yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, I know what it is, but aren't they like on PBS? Isn't that like a owned by like the which one's the one that's owned by like? I think it is a PBS public whatever radio station. It's pretty funny, man. My job, you know, they fucking just put a they sent us like this link, and they were like OSHA regulate regulations now for work because everybody basically in Idaho, right? They're like, oh, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. Yeah, and then they sent us a thing. They're like OSHA regulations, blah 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 blah. You have to be vaccinated by December 5th and have proof and we can check you for the proof. Or every week you have to submit a test that shows you're negative so that you can work. Mm-hmm. And they sent this out like in an email. They put it on the Slack profile thing for the job and all that, right? Mm-hmm. And I was looking at it and I was all like, you just told these people because I'm vaccinated, right? But I was like, you just told everybody they could take their masks off like a month ago. So people aren't wearing them and shit. And now... Because you're going to go by the OSHA regulation. I don't know if they have to legally do it or if, like, it's their choice. I have no, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. But um, they for sure made it a big deal, right? So 
now all the people who don't want to do it, because getting the test every week seems kind of like monotonous, right? Like, let's say you're against the vaccine or whatever, and they're like, okay, p- submit your test every day. You're not going to want to do no fucking work homework. Go ahead and test every week to prove it. And then, like, yeah, man, but depending on make a stand, depending on what day, right? I'm just saying, though, like, in the climate, right? They're doing that. And then right now, we're low on employees. It's hard as fuck to, like, get people to do shit. They're going to lose some kids, like some fucking 16 year old, 15 year, 17 year old kid who's like, fuck the vaccine. He's going to go home to his radical dad and be like, hey, I got to get the vaccine because it's a fucking fast food place. So a lot of the kids are like not 18. So they're not going to be like, let me just adhere to this. And they're and then they're not going to be like, let me just go get tested every week if I don't want to. They're going to be like, fuck this place. I'm 17. I'm going to go home and fucking play Call of Duty. It just yeah, came yeah. out. <laughs> they're going to be like vanguards out, bro. Peace. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I think it was crazy that they took a stand on that. I, I think it might. I think it's even crazier that they took that stand. They were saying it's a law. They're, like a lot of the things that like the new laws and stuff. And I was like, I don't know if it's like a law law. I think it is because I heard that the president's being sued right now by like a bunch of people in Idaho, like the governor and shit because of that. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if by the time December 5th or whatever day it was rolls up, it'll be legit, legit. Like maybe they'll change it. But just seeing it like in my head, I was like, fuck. I want to be covering so many fucking shifts. <laughs> Everybody's going to quit. It's time to move on, man. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be fucking annoying, dude. They fucking milk you like a dairy cow, bro. Milk you like a dairy cow? I still don't work as much hours as my roommate. Motherfucker yeah. Works but like 50 hours. He has no life. fucking guy has some boyfriends to take care of and shit. <laughs> some boyfriends? Girlfriends or whatever. I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I don't judge. Whoever he likes, he likes. Yeah, whoever he likes, he likes. He's got to take care of him. That's true. But yeah, man. So that's what's been going on in the world. What do you got for a hypothetical today, man? For the hypothetical. So this hypothetical, it just came to me in a dream. No, I'm just kidding. I fucking, I was looking at some shit and then I was like, oh, that makes sense. And then I just thought of it. All right. Would you rather have an annoyingly high voice or a super quiet whisper for the rest of your life? Probably an annoyingly loud voice. No, annoyingly high voice. Like, high. like, hey, you know, like the the like like fucking Michael Jackson voice, but higher and higher and higher. So like, squeaky. Yeah, I don't fucking know, man. So you're either like a super squeaky high voice guy, or you're like super quiet whisper where like people can right, not right. hear you. I'd rather be quiet then. Because the, the whole high voice thing, it's kind of annoying. <laughs> At least if I'm like, you know, what am I talking about? Like the fucking girl <laughs> off of fucking uh, some ASMR. No, she, she's <laughs> the fucking the Asian girl off of uh, that acapella fucking movie, bro. Oh, uh, Pitch Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she's just like whispering shit. She's like, you want to see a dead body? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know and shit. Like people can't hear. They don't really know. But if I'm like, got a high pitched voice, you know, it's fucking annoying. Yeah, yeah. When I thought about it too, I was like, "Fuck that high pitched voice." I've met people, and their voice because I don't. This might be a dick thing to say, but like certain people's voices sometimes like bug me so much that I just don't even want to talk to them. Like it's just like, "Fuck, bro, I don't like the way you sound." Yeah, you're fucking cold when shit annoys you, bro. Well, I just I met this this kid at my work, dude. His voice is like, hey, hey. it's just like, oh, and I was just like, oh my god, bro, ah, don't That's talk what to I'm me. I'm saying, bro, you're yeah. hating people for being who they are, you know. I'm not hating them for being who they are. I just 
Cause they can't control that. You I know? know they can't control it, but, but you're still. I still fucking hate it. It bugs my ears, bro. Yeah, man, so I couldn't insane. stand it. So I would rather have the super quiet whisper too. Cause like, even if I'm super whispery and you can't hear me all the time, you know, like if you're close enough, I'll get right in your ear and whisper it, or I'll write it down for you. But I do not want to have the high squeaky annoying ass voice that's gonna get me punched out by people randomly in the streets. That's funny as hell, bro. Yeah, because, I mean, there's, like, this bicyclist I watch on TikTok, and he has, like, a really weird voice. And I'm always like, man, I like this content, but that voice <laughs> kind of throwing me off, you know? It's kind of like, like an asshole. You know how, like, little petite, like, Mexican girls all have that same voice tone? No. Okay, you watch a lot of TikTok. You know who Autumn Rose is on TikTok? Yeah, yeah. You know her voice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That voice. Okay. Because, like, little Mexican girls who are, like, fucking 5'2 and, like, skinny all sound like that. Like, I don't mind that voice. I'm just saying that, like... I think, like, all girls, not just Mexican. No, no, not all girls. Well, yeah. I've only ever seen it in Mexican girls. Maybe that's just my where I hang out with. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because I've never... Nah, man, little short white girls got, like, deep-ass voices. They'd be like, hey, how you doing? I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. Well, whatever, bro. You know what voice I'm talking about, I know about, what right? voice you're talking that about. That voice register right there, like, it comes with, like, their size, right? Almost, it feels like, cause like it's always like the petite. You got smaller vocal cords. Like you're pe- like you're petite and you have that sound. So I've, if I had that squeaky voice, dude, I would just I would kill myself, not li- literally, but like fuck, it would suck. You'd have such a shitty life. Yeah. How do you, how do you have a business meeting with an annoyingly high voice? I think that just comes with like common fucking courtesy for people, you know. How's like, anybody gonna take me seriously? How am I gonna like? Like, how do I defend my daughter's honor if she's about to go on a date with someone and I roll up to this guy and I have the squeakiest, loudest voice in the world? And he's you make, just gonna, you make, you make up for it with your truck. He's just going <laughs> to. <laughs> oh, man. He's just going to look at me like, oh, man, your dad's a bitch. He's going to tell her later in the car, like, damn, why does your dad sound like a little bitch? Imagine that shit, bro. Like, you roll up and you look buff as fuck and then you roll out with the. Hi. You've seen Grown Ups, right? Yeah. Remember the. The the lifeguard in the swimming section when he's gonna hit on the girls and he's like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. like that, bro. Imagine that voice, bro. I like, don't know. You laugh, I'm still gonna beat your ass because I'm buff as fuck. Yeah, but the voice, like, dude. Bitch. And this uh, also might sound like a dick thing to say, right? But there's also people that have certain faces or like looks that I fucking hate. Like I've met certain people in my life that like I immediately knew that I wasn't gonna like them, and I don't know if it was the same for them for me, but like. Just the way they would make their looks. Like, even if it was unintentional, like, their fucking face. Like, people are used to saying resting bitch face, right? But it's not really resting bitch face. It's more like that person's specific way to make their face just used to piss me off. Yeah, bro, you need some help. No, man, this is real <laughs> This is real shit, bro. I just... No, no, because... I'm just willing like, to say There's it. nothing that anybody does... That would make me vocalize that something I don't like. Well, I'm not man. saying it to them. I'm saying it to you, bro. You're my no, cousin, no, bro. No, 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 no. In my mind, I, I, I said like it. you're the type of guy that would tell them, you know? Because if that guy keeps coming back and he's asking you questions and shit, you're going to be like, just leave me alone, man. I don't want to hear your voice. I'm not going to say that, but I would probably like. Distance you know, yourself. <laughs> not, dis- I, not distance, but I'd talk like some shit, you know? I'd be like, yo, bro, why the fuck do you sound like? A squeaky duck toy. Like, why the fucking, like, I hear you like a chew ball. That's what, what the I'm fuck's saying, going bro. on? Like, that's like something they can't control. That's crazy. I don't know. I, I could, I'm just going to say it. My own voice would annoy me if I had that voice. I think you're lying. 
not you specifically, but like the people, if you've never met someone whose voice and or specific way they look at you with their face yeah, yeah. hasn't just made you immediately dislike them, even if you don't know them. No, I've no. seen people and I've been like, I know I don't fucking like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. That that for sure has happened and I'm sure everybody's had that happen. Maybe I will be the only one to say it. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> what I'm saying. But it's a real thing, bro. I just keep it to myself. You know, I'm like, uh, yeah, we're not going to go see that person again. You know, like there's this kid that we used to play soccer against. Right. He was like a little flashy ass kid who would come out and play. And I don't know his real name, but they used to call him Motley Crue. Or we call them Motley Crew. I think Diego made that shit up. I don't know how it came about, but they called him Motley Crew. He had like pointy ass hair and he was like a super flashy soccer player, cocky as fuck, right? And the minute I met that kid, I knew I fucking didn't like him. <laughs> I was like, I know I don't like you. Like you're a cocky piece of shit guy who like if I ever had a real conversation with, it would piss me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the one time that me and him ever had a real exchange like outside of playing a game of soccer, we almost got in a fight. That's crazy. Because like he was playing a game of soccer and I was watching on the big field and I'm sitting there with my friend Diego and then another kid named Diego too. And they're asking me like how I felt about this game. And I was like, Oh, I mean, this guy's all right. I don't really think he's that good. And then one of the guys overheard me <laughs> and then they got off the field. And then the guy's like, Hey, that guy over there said you weren't that good. And then that kid comes up to me. He's like, well, you don't think I'm that good, bro. And I was all like, I don't know why my opinion of you matters to you so much, but no, I don't think you're that good. And then he's like, let's go outside then, bro. Me, he's like, yeah, he's like, let's go outside. And he was like with his like uncle who looked like he was like 30 at the time. I was probably like 22 or 23. And uh, he was like, yeah, let's go outside, bro. And like they were both like puffing their chest, like, let's go outside. Yeah. And I was like, well, bitch, I'm not fucking scared of you, bro. I'll go outside. And then I, I, Diego, my friend, right, I was like, Diego, come outside with me just in case this dude tries to jump me, right? Because like, I'll beat this dude, but you got to, if that other dude comes in, right? yeah, you got to handle this other guy. And Diego was like, nope. He straight said, no. He was like, nope, not doing it, not going out there. Damn. And then I looked at the other Diego kid, and I was like, what about you, bro? And he was like, no. So then I was like, well, fuck. I'm not going to go out there and get beat up by two guys. I'm also not stupid. That's crazy. Right? So I just never went out there. Damn. But I, but in my head, I was like, oh, man, if, like, if a fucking Mike or Nate were here, bro, it's fucking on, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> Mike or Nate. Yeah, I was like, if one of my bros is here, bro, like you guys are getting fucking knocked out. <laughs> Damn. All right, man. Well. We would both rather have whispery voices, right? Yeah, yeah. Whispery voices for sure. Right on, man. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Um, if you've been to our merch shop before today, there's nothing on there. <laughs> but now there's uh, we got hoodies and beanies in there if you want to check them out. Uh, we still have supporter option available. If you want to support, you can support for as little as a dollar a month. All the way up to, I think, 10 or $20. Yeah, the link's in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. So that it's cool if you do that. If not, we appreciate you listening. Uh, we're on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Oh, good news, bro. One of our TikToks finally blew up. Twitter. We had like 30K likes on one. Uh, not likes, but 30K views on one, which is fucking dope because we've been trying to get it past 1,000, like 500 for like yeah, yeah. a month and a half. And one of the ones you just recently posted is up to like 6K. So if you're not checking us out on TikTok, feel free to check us out. Yeah, it's like a condensed version of the show. We we put like mostly our our one gotta go, one gotta go hypotheticals, but it's not like our broad explanation. It's like a there it is, there it is, there it is. Yep, yep. So feel free to check us out there. Anything else you want to say, bro? Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora. We're fucking anywhere you can listen to a podcast. Fucking tell your friends, and I'm sure we'll do some cool shit for like Christmas and shit. You know, who knows? We'll probably try to do a little bit. 
more video content now because we've actually figured out how to do it. So it should pop up on your Spotify player for the next episode. And check out our YouTube because our YouTube is going to start popping off right now too. Yeah, hopefully we can blow up within the next month so we can get Chris Kringle on the show. So Who the fuck is Chris Kringle? Santa Claus? Yeah. Like yeah. the real one? Yeah, yeah. That's a joke. Thank you. Like I'd rather have Jim Carrey like the Grinch. No, I'd rather have fucking Will Ferrell the elf. All right. Yeah, yeah. But all right. uh, That's going to do it for this show. Remember to check us out on the Surface Wave podcast as well. Shout out to them. Peace.